0: Ніхто гроші не дає
1: Хей-хей-хей-хей
0: Ніхто гроші не дає ой, дідусю, дідусю Нерозумна голова Чоб ти мене не продав Як я була молода Хей-хей-хей-хей Як я була молода Тва я голубко, як тебе не
2: продав, бігала пруд.
0: Hey, hey hey hey
3: hey From Toronto Ontario that was Dunai with Nahori Yarmarak a song about a bazaar on a hill and an old couple Going at it. Vitajú vas všichni na radiu Suhče, na radio predajcu našho lesu, radiu Križskohore, kotra Ktorá podijazívam najvhodnejší CHLY, stredný CMEFM, umiestnené námo. Príme Pavlína day and welcome to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Paulina. Thank you so much for joining me. On today's program, we've got another food flare recipe that will be featured in the soon-to-be-published cookbook as well. We'll continue with our refresher on the personalities on banknotes and coins of Ukraine and Israel throughout the 20th century as well a Kanishka Corner Book Review, and this is one you've probably heard before if you've been a regular listener of Holos. And it's the fascinating story of the young Ukrainian girl who was trafficked into slavery into the Ottoman Empire and became an empress. And I recently discovered this book is a great one to read along with a fabulous TV series that was produced and released in Turkey. It's available on Netflix and on YouTube with English subtitles, an absolutely breathtaking production. But as with um, all TV series and movies, there's quite a bit of artistic license taken uh, with the storytelling process. So it's really great to have this historically accurate biography to kind of fact check what you're seeing on the screen. So stay tuned for that. As well we've got our usual proverb of the week other items of interest and great Ukrainian music and up next is a Ukrainian group from Ukraine called Hetman Quartet and Vyna hori tam zhnut on the hill the reapers are reaping <laughs> A trio of young Ukrainian singers and a Ukrainian folk song called Svita Terin, which translates as The Blooming Countryside, a song about a young girl. Pondering her troubled love life and that arrangement is very, very close to the one I originally heard many 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 years ago flipping through the dial uh, radio dial and coming across this song discovering such a thing as Ukrainian radio and that version that I heard was performed by Colna Trio of. Toronto, accompanied by guitar, this a cappella version was one I found scrolling through Facebook and fortunately don't know who the girls are, uh, presumably from Ukraine, and hopefully we'll find out eventually who they are. Coming up next is another recent find. Uh, this is Sofika Lushishak and Nadvori Cervonia, roughly translated, The Red Door.
4: Nadvori Cervonia. Далена,
5: безмоглик
4: розгорівся, хтось пісню погоджена. Коли на крилях ночі на землю сон слетить, Я в темний гай виходжу з квітками гонить. На крилях ночі на землю сон злетить Я в темний гай виходжу з квітками гонить Мені шептала роза, я бачила його Учора вранці він квітки з куща мого Я його зустрічав Засмучений ходив він. Весь світ мій Бога топтав Шептав мені барвінок Я його зустрічав Засмучений ходив він. Весь світ мій Бога
3: Up next, from the Nashholos
6: Audio Archive's Ukrainian food flair. Hello. There cannot be anything more refreshing than a chilled fruit soup for dessert. If you have a lot of fruits and berries around, making fruit soups is the answer for using them up i like to make many kinds of fruit soups and freeze them in two to four cup containers ready to have on hand get your pens ready as i'll be giving you a recipe for chilled apple soup you'll need the following three cups water four large apples peeled and diced half cup sugar or more one tablespoon lemon zest two to three tablespoons lemon juice, two tablespoons cold water, two tablespoons flour, one cup white or red wine, half a cup of heavy cream. Combine water, apple, sugar, zest, and lemon juice. Cook until apples are tender. Mix water and flour and add to the soup. Simmer, five minutes. Stir in the wine and adjust for desired sweetness. Chill thoroughly. Add cream before serving if desired. This is a good basic recipe for all fruit soups. Omit lemon juice though if fruit is already tart. Strain fruit if it is seedy. This serves four. Chill your bowls too. Try it, it's Ukrainian.
3: This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nash Holos Audio Archives. Corner Book Reviews by Mara Junik Stories about Ukraine and Ukrainians
7: in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Leslie Pierce's Empress of the East The Biography of Roxolana, a captive slave who became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Empress of the East is a profoundly insightful look at one of the most mysterious figures of the 16th century. Roxulana was a slave captured in Ukraine. At the time, Ukraine was known as Ruthenia. She was sold to the Ottoman harem, but later became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. She ruled with her husband and had a lasting impact on the country known as Turkey today. The subtitle of the book sums up Roxulana's importance. How a European slave girl became queen of the Ottoman Empire. Leslie Pierce skillfully describes the perilous journey that led Roxolana from obscurity to the Sultan's bed. Roxolana was captured at age 13 in her homeland, known at that time as Ruthenia. Today she would have lived in Ukraine. She became a royal concubine and quickly became a favorite of the sultan. After bearing him a son named Mehmed, Roxulana retained favor with Suleiman I for 15 years before marrying him in 1536. In a revolutionary break with tradition, she became the very first Ottoman concubine ever to marry a sultan who was her master. Roxolana remained with Suleiman and bore him several other children. She ruled with him for 22 years until her death in 1558. Pierce uses historical documents, letters, and accounts written by foreign dignitaries to piece together Roxolana's complicated life. Her given name is unknown, but her native country of Ruthenia Caused European dignitaries to call her Roxolana or the Maiden from Ruthenia. After her marriage to Suleiman, she was officially known as Haseki Sultan. By the time she died in 1558, Roxolana made a lasting impression on the Ottoman Empire, not only as the wife of the Sultan, but also because of her numerous charitable foundations in Istanbul, and throughout the Ottoman Empire. She funded mosques, schools, soup kitchens, hospitals, shrines, and public baths. The establishment of these institutions by Aksulana was a break with the traditional role of an Ottoman royal consort. Leslie Pierce has written a very well-researched biography of a mysterious historical figure who impacted the Ottoman Empire and ruled with her husband at a time when women were not considered worthy to be leaders. Her rise from slave to concubine to royal wife is staggering in its speed, audacity, and importance. Roxolana comes alive as an intelligent but sensitive young woman who understood her role as a concubine to the sultan but chose to use her influence to gain power for herself and her children. Roxelana's story has recently been revived in the Turkish historical television series Muhteşem Yuzil, Magnificent Century, which was originally broadcast from 2011 to 2014. It has since been seen by more than 150 million viewers in dozens of languages worldwide. Some readers may be irritated by the frequent references to Ruxulana as a Russian slave. The very first sentence of the text refers to her in these terms. However, on the very next page of the book, the writer explains these references. Contemporary consensus held that she came from Ruthenia, Old Russia, today a broad region in Ukraine, then governed by the Polish king. References to the Ukrainian historical figure of Rokhsulana in contemporary historical texts of the 16th century describe her origins in these terms. The notes and extensive bibliography in Empress of the East will provide researchers with a great deal of useful information. Leslie Pierce's writing and teaching focus is the Ottoman Empire. Her first book, The Imperial Harem: Women and Sovereignty in the Ottoman Empire, explored the shifting nature of imperial politics and the role of the palace harem. Her second book, Morality Tales: Law and Gender in the Ottoman Court of Aintab, examined aspects of law and society in a provincial Ottoman court. Leslie Pierce studied at Harvard and Princeton University. She taught at Cornell, Berkeley, and NYU, where she became a Silver Professor in the Department of History and the Department of Middle Eastern and Islamic Studies. The Empress of the East is an impressive exploration of feminine power, ruthlessness, and political skill which will be of interest to anyone interested in the impact of Roxolana on the history of the Ottoman Empire. It is a wonderful window into the world of harems, complicated Ottoman royal relationships, and palace intrigue. Empress of the East is available at Chapters and Amazon.
3: Thank you, Myra, for another thorough and thoughtful review. Join us again soon for another Kanishka Corner book review with Myra Jenek here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In the meantime, if you'd like to listen again to this or Myra's previous reviews or read the transcript, you can find them archived at our website, www.nasholos.com.
5: Це наш голос Радіо українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті
3: наимо
0: Вируса, ще коли коні воду п'ють вже начатки старих характерників укладають свій парашут в небо цілить гелікоптер і лунає наказ на слід і бійці спеціального значення вирушають у свій похід Дихо прийшов Ти попішов, море знищено, як було наказ. Сонце сидає, ніч наступає, до нього повертається спецна. Ти попішов, ти попішов, море знищено, як було наказ. Сонце сидає, ніч наступає, до нього повертається спецна. Нас не чути, але ми є Так буває, що твого серця стук Нашим молотом в тиші б'є Ми для ворога вічний жах І для зрадників сарана А над нами так велично майорить Прапор з образом кашана Тихо прийшов, ти пішов Ворога знищено, як у наказ Наступає, до нього повертається без нас. Тихо тихо наказ? Сонце ніч. Наступає, до повертається без. Тихо прийшов, тихо пішов знищено я пуль наказ сонце сідає ніч наступає до ні, повертається бортається нас тихо прийшов тихо пішов ворог знищено я пуль наказ сонце сідає ніч наступає до ніч бортається зверс нас тихо прийшов тихо пішов
3: A recent release called Techo Precho, Techo Pisho, and that translates as Silence Came and Silence Went, performed by Ukrainian artist Riffmaster, who I I had the honor and privilege to meet back in 2008 at the Cupidon Pub in Kiev, Um, much happier times all those years ago. Before the break, you heard Zylia from Vancouver and the Chichel Orchestra from Alberta. Coming up next, another new release from Ukraine. This is by a group called Shirokilan and it is the anthem of the 30th Brigade of the Ukrainian Army.
2: Соского вийшло уже на шлях Сотнями залізними в золотих степах Меч до гори, бій круговерть Ми на шляху, ворогу смерть Меч до гори, бій круговерть Ми на шляху, ворогу смерть Нас не лякають чорний ворогів Іди, й марш на гори, ми кругом вертаєм, ми на шляху
3: Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nashola's Ukrainian Roots Radio, discovering unknown and untold stories from the past and present of Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage. The State of Israel was created and built by Jewish settlers who came mainly from Eastern Europe. Among them were quite a few natives of Ukraine, then ruled by the Russian and Austro-Hungarian empires. Today's episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage Part 2 of our series on the currencies of Ukraine and Israel features Jews from Ukrainian territories who were awarded one of Israel's highest honors, their portraits depicted on banknotes and coins. As we learned in Part 1 of our series, Israel's currency underwent several changes, from the Palestine pound in 1948 to the Israeli pound, or the Israeli lira, in 1952 to the shekel in 1980. And finally, in 1986, the Israeli new shekel, which remains Israel's official monetary unit today. Eight natives of Ukraine have figured prominently on Israel's currencies over the years. The poet Chaim Naman Bialik was born in 1873 in the village of Ivnitzia, in what is today the Zhitomir Oblast or province. Bialik is considered one of the pioneers of modern Hebrew poetry. His life coincided with the restoration of this ancient language, long considered a bookish dead language. He also wrote prolifically in Yiddish. Bialik spent his childhood and youth in Zhytomyr. He received a traditional Jewish education, but also explored European literature. At age 18, he left for Odessa, where he studied literature as well as the Russian and German languages. He made his living teaching Hebrew until he secured a permanent teaching position. Eventually, he made his way into Jewish literary circles and became a member of the Zionist movement. Bialik began his prolific literary career writing about the plight of Jews facing anti-Semitic violence in imperial Russia. He went on to become a highly acclaimed poet, as well as a literary editor, translator, and publisher. In 1921, as a result of mounting paranoia in the wake of the Bolshevik Revolution, the Soviet government closed the publishing house he helped establish in Odessa. That year, Bialik and other Hebrew writers left the Soviet Union and settled in Palestine. Although he died in 1934, before Israel became a state, Bialik ultimately came to be recognized as Israel's national poet. Bialik has influenced entire generations of Zionists, including tens of thousands who were exposed to his poetry as part of the Israeli school curriculum. He wrote Hebrew poetry at a time when it was far from clear that Hebrew would become the spoken language of the Jewish community in Israel. Hayim Naman Bialik's portrait was featured on the 1968 10 pound banknote. At the beginning of the 20th century, Volodymyr Zaev Yabotinsky gained renown as a talented journalist and writer. He was born in Odessa in 1880. In 1903, a new wave of anti Jewish pogroms erupted in the southern part of the Russian Empire, and Yabotinsky joined the Jewish self defense and Zionist movements. Around this time, he began learning modern Hebrew and took the name Zav, which means wolf. At an early age, he began to devote his outstanding skills as a writer, orator, translator, and polemicist for the Zionist cause. Yabotinsky was a contemporary of Bialik, whose poems he translated from Hebrew into Russian. Yebutinsky also published the first Hebrew translation of Edgar Allan Poe's poems The Raven and "Annabel Lee, among other literary works. In Ukraine, Yebutinsky is remembered for his friendly attitude towards the Ukrainian political movement of his day, and, in particular, the Ukrainian language. As well, Yebutinsky expressed support for Simon Petlyura, who he did not believe was an anti-Semite or perpetrator of pogroms. Petlura was Ukraine's revolutionary president during the country's short-lived sovereignty from 1918 to 1921. The revival of modern Hebrew, social justice, and democracy are all values that Yabotinsky fought for. His lasting legacy can also be found in Israeli politics. Structures that were created under the influence of Yabotinsky's ideas like the Betar Youth Movement and the Likud Party, still exist in Israel to this day. Yabotinsky did not live to see the founding of the independent Jewish state. While visiting a Betar defense camp in New York in August of 1940, he suffered a fatal heart attack. In 1964, Prime Minister Levi Eshkol had Yabotinsky's remains transferred to Israel's National Cemetery on Mount Herzl where a state memorial service is held every year at the zayev Yabatinsky tomb. zayev Yabatinsky was depicted on the 1980 100 shekel banknote. Levi Eshkol, the third Prime Minister of Israel, was born Levi Yitzhak Shkolnik in 1895 in the shtetl of Oratov in what is now the Venecia Oblast in Ukraine. After completing his education in Vilnius, at age 18, Eshkol emigrated to Palestine. During the First World War, he fought in the ranks of the Jewish Legion of the British Army, which Yabotinsky had helped form. In the State of Israel, Levi Eshkol was elected to the Second Knesset in 1951 and soon thereafter was appointed to key government roles. A founder of the Israeli Labor Party, He served in numerous senior roles, including Minister of Defense and Minister of Finance. In 1963, he replaced the legendary David Ben-Gurion as Prime Minister. Under Eshkol's leadership, Israel built from scratch 22 cities, more than 200 farming communities, hundreds of factories, and thousands of schools, as well as hospitals, universities, roads, seaports, power stations, and a national water carrier, all while feeding, housing, employing, and schooling more than a million new immigrants. Eshkol ended the monopoly of Ben-Gurion state broadcaster Israel Radio and created an independent broadcast authority modeled on the BBC. He was also the man who built the army that won the Six-Day War one of military history's most stunning victories. He was the first Israeli leader to be formally invited to the White House. He was also the first Israeli Prime Minister to die in office. He died in 1969 of a heart attack. In 1984, Eshkol's image was chosen for the 5,000 shekel bill. It was replaced in 1985 by the 5 New Israeli Shekel Bill. Since 1990, his image is found on a limited yet circulated minting of the five new Israeli shekel coin that replaced the bill. Golda Meir, the most famous female politician in Israel, was born Golda Mabovich in Kiev in 1898. The future Israeli Prime Minister's early memories were not pleasant. Her first memory was of a pogrom, which thankfully did not take place. But the panic in her family home and the sounds and sights of anti-Semitic hostility in the streets left a lasting and bitter memory. Hunger and poverty also left their mark. In 1906, the family emigrated to the United States. Golda Meir never stepped foot in Kiev again. Unlike Yebatinsky, Meir considered Simon Petlura the main culprit behind the anti-Jewish pogroms in 1918-1920 to 1920 in Ukraine, which she mentions in her autobiography, My Life. Golda was educated in the United States, became a teacher, and married an American, Morris Meyerson. The couple emigrated to Palestine in 1921 and joined a kibbutz. In 1956, she became foreign minister under Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion. Upon her appointment, she shortened Meyerson to Meir, which means illuminate in Hebrew. In 1969, Golda Meir was elected Prime Minister of Israel. She was one of 24 signatories, of which two were women, of the Israeli Declaration of Independence on May 14, 1948. The 10 shekel note issued in 1985 featured a portrait of Golda Meir. It was removed from circulation in the 1990s. Meir was also featured on the 10,000-pound old shekel note prior to their replacement by the new shekel in 1980. Four other natives of Ukraine who have appeared on Israeli currency are Israel's second prime minister, Israel's second president, the first Hebrew-language writer to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature, and another contemporary of Bialik and literary powerhouse whose recognition on Israel's currency caused considerable controversy. Join us to hear their stories in the next episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, Part 3 of this series on the currencies of Israel and Ukraine. In Part 4, Prominent Jewish Figures on the Currencies of Ukraine. I'm Pavlina, producer and host of Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. Until next time, Shalom. Join us again soon for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
8: wa ashtul khay it khatnu yatushul wa ashtul wulak kh ishabura bimlahot bay lotfira belostika belukazay lotfira belostika belukazay hen firas viga Lo yoda aderek berech im Lo yoda aderek berech im habal. Hayatush hataf Yehosh, El alon katan barach El alon katan barach lo Lonkatan Barach Shamikistofa flow. E etraglav min he allehu tzat shalaflo. min he allehu tzat shalaflo. Se ara eb mah ho sa ham kilka la. היתוש הוא אפ משמה אל ההרעה. הוא נחבר אל הקרקע, באה רוגת גן, צלעותה ועצמותיו אין שום מתום מבן. צלעותה ועצמותיו אין שום נחמות we aye, ahim haker kahtiah, ve aye ahin hakeber kahtibi. Basade ya kirati, basade Shama, we allay to Litrama, shelltama, we allay to li drama, shelltama. Shame, Nicole, ever. Rake, day, hippa, el, mi, se,
7: hippa, el,
8: Se che dulito conete benché il zar o attam manhu orab seren benché il zar o attam manhu orab seren lo anuf at dur daga safememure che stamppa al chetzu bolet gera creket stamppa al chetzu bolet gera
3: And a very popular Ukrainian folk song which uh, started out as a Ukrainian folk song and then became um, sort of um, a rebel song during the 20th century wars and again in the 21st century war. And that rendition was using uh, Yiddish lyrics. The song, of course, Komarik, the story of the marriage between a mosquito and a fly. Coming up next, a rather more conventional pairing. This is a Ukrainian folk song called Oy Marichko.
2: Марічка чечери, 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 розчишений печері, кучері, кучері, розчишений печері, кучері, кучері, я би тобі чесала, 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 мати не знала, не знала, не знала, Коби
8: не знала, не знала, не знала, М-多. мати буде дивитися, будеся ся дивити, я ся буду ганьбити, будуся ганьбити, я ся буду ганьбити, будуся ганбити.
3: Мишко, люблю тя, CHLY FM у місті and our proverb of the week translates as Do not respect him who laughs at your parents. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page. For transcripts, audio archives, and a link to our podcast, visit www.nosholos.com You can also find a link to our Patreon site there if you'd like to support our work. And, of course, you can always find Nashholos on your favorite podcast app. I'm Pavnina. On behalf of Oksana, myself, and all of us here at CHLY, thanks for listening. Dozuzidichi.